We continue to dive into the unprecedented success of the U.S. women's team, which won a third consecutive gold medal 11 days ago. Stephania Harlebitis is back to tell us how it all went. It's Stephania Harlebitis again, Total Water Polo fans. She's now sporting one of those heavy Tokyo Olympics gold medals and still buzzing, I presume, from a memorable experience in Japan. She's chilling out in California and once again joins me via Zoom from her car this time. Good stuff. Uh, it's great to speak to you again, Stephania. It's great to speak to you too. Uh, I said you're chilling out, but at least according to what I saw on social media, it looks like you just couldn't keep yourself from getting back in the pool just a day or so after you got back. What's up with that? I don't know. I I just felt like I needed to just swim around, feel the water again. It's really funny because Arya Fisher and I had a bet that w- which one would get in the pool first, and I said she would, and then she told me that I would. Clearly, I've lost the bet. Um, <laughs> And it was pretty, it was pretty funny because she reached out to me and she was laughing about it. But yeah, it was, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> well, it makes it sound as though you're almost embarrassed that you wanted to get back in the pool so quickly. Yes, because a lot of my teammates had reached out to me. They're like, what are you doing? Why? Why don't you take the break? We've just, we had actually, we had no break. And now you're back in the pool again? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was looking at those like, um, I don't know either. Can you explain that to me, please? So that's pretty funny. Well, it's not like it's heavy training. It was just sort of to get in and get loosened up and stuff, right? I mean, let's. that was at least my understanding. Yeah. I think that it's because a lot of times our coach would be like, oh, let's take this day and whoever wants to get in the pool can get in the pool and train when we had our day off. And a lot of the girls would do it. And I would be one of the girls that would never do it. I'm like, I'm taking the day off. I am not getting back in the pool. I come back from the Olympics a day later in. All my teammates are like, okay, what's going on? Can you explain this to us? <laughs> so that was the funny thing. Right, we're, we're recording on Wednesday the 18th. That's just 11 days after the last game of the Olympics. And I said in the intro that you're still basking in the glow. Are you? Or is it? Is it... Uh, is it more complicated than that? Like you're probably still reflecting on it and maybe you're having to get back into real life as well. I would go with the second part. I'm still kind of in shock that it happened. I just didn't feel like it's real because it was such an incredible moment, a moment that I've been dreaming of since I was nine years old that I've wanted to accomplish. So I feel such an incredible accomplishment in my life, but I also feel kind of like, what's next what is the i thought the real world would stop for a second when i came back but everyone's still working everything's like still going on so it's kind of weird going in from the the high of the olympics to all the way like a down slope of oh relaxation things are back to normal but i'm just so excited i'm so happy that this happened you feel guilty about relaxing now like you feel like an yeah like I know like, the stress, the anxiety, everything's gone. My body's like, you're not working out. You're not feeling any sort of stress. Like what's going on? What is this? Cause I felt this, like all this for so many years. And all of a sudden now I'm just sitting around doing nothing and it feels amazing, but it also feels like, what are you doing? You should get up and do stuff all day. 
Are you so. really doing nothing? I sometimes I have a, a hard time believing people, especially elite athletes. You know, like oh, I'm just sitting around, and then you realize what they've done is reorganize their closet, and then uh, you know all of the you know such stuff like that. Uh, oh my gosh, that's so funny you say that because that's exactly what I've been doing. But I consider that doing. I don't consider that doing nothing, but not, nothing compared to hours and hours of practices. But I kind of bike and do ab workouts and. I do organizing of closets and always trying to find little projects to do here and there, which is kind of funny that you say that. Yeah. Come, come hang out with me and my wife and you'll see what I do as absolutely nothing. So yeah, it's an entirely different level of nothing <laughs> that I do. Um, have I think I saw something on social media, but I'm not quite sure that, that you and the team were able to get together to celebrate. Is that true? A lot of our teammates got together in SoCal. It was around mm. 10 of my teammates. I wasn't able to attend due to the fact that I, I am in NorCal and um, I'm with the Abramsons and they have like have so many celebrations lined up a little high of winning the Olympic gold medal. So it's kind of cool being here with them. Okay, so you you this is an audio podcast, but I can't help but notice. Hold up your wrist. Is that a new uh, tattoo on your wrist? The Olympic rings. Yep, I got the Olympic rings on my wrist, on my left, uh, on my left wrist. So how recently? I got it on Saturday night. And it's healing. You're not bandaged. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's already it's already like on its way to being healed. Cool. So and you can get back in the couple pool. more days. Uh, cool. Okay. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> so um, I spoke with your teammate Elise Williams after the event. It was a really great conversation, and she's been quite revealing. I have to say, like it was, uh, and has turned out to be one of the pop most popular podcasts that we've been able to do. So I contacted you to see if you were interested in chatting again, and mentioned that Elise Williams said that the experience was quote overwhelming, which she did, and you replied it was. So. Tell us a little bit more about the entire experience, you know, from the point, even when you and I spoke, which was three days before you flew off, maybe even two, and uh, your experience overall, we're going to get to the games and that kind of stuff, but I'm just curious about your overall impressions of your experience in general. So there are a lot of great things and a lot of sort of difficult things for for example, the COVID situation and having to wake up every morning and spit into a tube and having to wear a mask outside our room the whole time was really overwhelming and scary because we did not want to get any sort of COVID and get kicked out of like get sent back to the States because of COVID situation. So that was really stressful. But also it was really great. But also like the walks of the bus, everything. But also overwhelming everything that happy stuff like meeting other athletes olympic gold medalists the best athletes in the world having conversations with them seeing that they're regular people because you always create this image in your head that there's something out of this world but they're just regular people who are working as hard as you and um, um getting to see the venues and the life there it was just it was really amazing who'd you meet i met uh kayla Decky. And I met um, the Alaskan swimmer. She also won gold. I can't remember her name right now. She was 17 years old. 
um, met uh, Simone Biles. So that was really cool. That was, and that I was, met the whole men's baseball. Yeah, the, uh, those are the highlights, right? Those are they're all Americans. So I'm curious about that because we'll talk about your, your the the experience at the village. Were, what about athletes from other countries? Were you able to meet any of their superstars, or what? What was the interaction like with you and them? So I other water polo athletes, like uh, women's athletes, I was able to interact with and not really hang out, but just stay in a distance wearing masks. But any other sports, I was able to meet a can the Canadian runner. He he went to USC. He's an incredible runner, um, gold medalist, incredible athlete. But I only saw him in the cafeteria, and I didn't want to bother him or interact with him because of COVID protocols and um, all that sort of stuff. But I mostly interacted with U.S. athletes. Um, on a day when you're not competing. For example, uh, what does that generally look like in, in that you, I think you mentioned, you know, you had the option to go train. Um, and so, but, but you chose maybe not to do that. So then what do you do? And, and keeping in mind, obviously that you do have these limitations for COVID and so on. Are you just hanging out in your room or you in your suite? Um, I didn't have a choice on whether or not I had to go to practices in those situations. It was more when I was back in the States. Mm. Um, but when we were on our days, on our days off, we had a uh, morning activation with our, uh, our lift, our trainer. Um, and then afterwards we'd go to the pool, which was an hour away. So we, instead of taking two, uh, pool sessions, we had only one because the pool was so far away and mm. didn't make sense just going to train for an hour and a half in an hour away pool. And then after that, we would do a lot of video, like reach, like learn about other team, uh, other teams and their strengths and weaknesses. And after that, we would have some free time, but not that much. Uh, okay, let's get to it. So, the, were you nervous? Like that, it sounded to me as though that there were many that were really nervous, like maybe even more nervous than they expected. Yeah, I was. Um, I was nervous. But the moment I sat down and the game started, it became more of the, the stress started like leaving my body and I was really concentrating in the moment. But from the moment that we would get out of the warm up pool, walk over to the competition pool and sit down and wait for us to be called up, the, the nerves, the stress, the overthinking started to bubble up. And But the moment you just got when we got into the pool, when I got into the pool, I felt a lot more relaxed and just let the game happen okay well it didn't i don't you can tell us if and how it affected your play you ended the tournament 13 goals you were three on three for penalties it was clear that that you were the go-to person for that as far as i could see yeah. let's i wanted to sort of move forward to china because that to me as i said to elise williams was a very telling game as far as i was concerned because just the sheer physicality and she made mention that Nobody had seen them play for, you know, basically, I think, two years. So was that sort of your experience as well? Were you guys, were you surprised at what you saw when you faced the Chinese and their physicality? Let's be blunt about that. I honestly, I had gone to training with them and I was at a training camp with them for two weeks. And I know what the kind of team they are. They're hardworking. They put all the effort in and they never complain. And knowing the kind of coach they had, and he's from Montenegro, and he's a very different coach, and he's a strong coach, he's a great coach. And knowing the kind of 
effort that they put in, I was not surprised that they were going to come out hard. And they, they surprised so many teams and they're a great team. And I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that it was going to be a battle going in. And it was a battle and it was a great game. And that's all we want in the Olympic Games. We want to play the best. So, and they are one of the best. We've reached the end of the first half of our conversation today and we'll return in just a moment. All of Total Water Polo is brought to you advertising free and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to totalwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can continue to cover the sport we all love in the United States and beyond. Hi, this is Taylor Dodson, Indiana University Water Polo Head Coach, and you're listening to the Total Water Polo Podcast. How'd you overcome it, though, in the sense that they were, um, you knew what to expect sort of, I think, in general, but maybe you didn't expect that their shooting was just to be so lights out and, you know, th- that kind of thing. So did you... Was there sort of a decision point where like, okay, we really need to lock down on defense and that's going to win the game for us or something like that? How does it work? That's exactly what happened. We knew that our defense, we know our defense is strong. That's one of our greatest strengths. And we say that offense will come out of defense. So when our defense was going great and we weren't, we we're getting them tired because we couldn't stop moving. And they're just like, the, the point that we got them so tired in offense, they were not able to perform as much in defense moving towards like third, third and fourth quarter so that we knew that's where we're going to beat them in the last two quarters. We knew the first two quarters was going to be close. We know it's going to be a really, really hard game, especially with their shooting being so great. But knowing that at the end that we are ready to um, defeat them at the fourth quarter. Um, okay, let's – and so – in our conversation prior to the games, you warned me. You told me that you were not invincible. That was my term. And, uh, and you said that it was, you know, that, that teams were out to get you, essentially. So it turns out that it, you proved me wrong because you did lose to Hungary by one goal. Um, did you, when you said that I should not, you know, feel like you're invincible, was Hungary in mind or was it really just everyone and that they caught you on a, you know, a quote, good day for them? Um, I think I believe all teams are out there to get us, like you said, and we're not invincible, like you said, and Hungary proved it. They are a very great team. They they are very they're tall they're strong they're fast they're great shooters and they're a smart team and they compare to us a lot so I feel like they were a team that were ready to show up and they're not afraid to beat us so okay. yeah um, they caught yeah they caught us on the computer. okay yeah and 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 it sort of felt that way and um and, and yeah it was just a, it was a bit of a strange game I have to say but. Uh, uh, in the end, it turned out that that was just that was just foreshadowing more success because you then you know you played Canada well and then you end up in a game against Spain in the in the finals and again that matchup seemed like it was favorable to you was were you surprised by the outcome because for some reason I don't think I was really surprised by the outcome but like I so said to Elise Williams I'm not quite sure why. Um. I think it's because we outperformed them during the our training camp with them in Spain, and we had a great success. I thought there was going to be more of a battle. 
our coach Adam had prepared us with the like the mentality that we will be facing a very strong team. It will be a very close game. Uh, they're prepared. They're not afraid. And the moment they went in and we played our first quarter, you could see that um, things were going our way, our offense, our defense. And I don't know. They just didn't play the way that they usually play, which was kind of surprising to me. We were just – we were ready for it. And at the end of the day, I'm just happy we won by a lot. <laughs> can you uh, can you sense it among them? You said things started going your way. So between one another on the U.S. side, you're thinking, yeah, things are working out well. But could you also sense on their side they weren't – there was something up. There was something up in, the, in that game. Yeah, I don't know. It just they. It, I could feel the energy from the beginning of the game that they were going in strong and they wanted it. And then when they started missing wide open shots and things weren't going their way, like they're shooting and stuff, um, things started going downhill for them. And instead of like just pushing through it, they kind of started to panic. I feel like you saw that in the game. You could see it. You could feel it. And you could see us, our small mistakes that we made did not define us as a team. We kept pushing. We're moving on to the next moment. We're not uh, thinking about the past. We're thinking about the next play. And that's what made us play so great at that game. Um, yeah. How about you? How about personally? Did How do you, how you look back on that tournament, how do you feel like you played? I think I have improved a lot as a player. I feel like I performed great. Uh, of course, as any athlete would say, like we all make mistakes. It's about how you deal with those mistakes and moving forward from making those mistakes. And um, in the past, I would get so caught up in what I did, my mistakes, that it would consume me. But now I've matured from that and I move forward. And when I make a small mistake, I just move forward and fix it. You know, I don't think about it. And I think that this tournament I did really well, and I am very proud of my, my performance. But isn't um, fixating a little bit on those, quote, mistakes what makes you great? I mean, so and so it, you, you've just said it's not that you don't do that anymore. Maybe you just give yourself a little more – you're a little more forgiving with yourself about that. Exactly. Those – also, you have to obviously you have to look back at those mistakes and learn from them. And that's what you do after the game. During the game, you mm. can't go back and you have to think about after the game, you think about those mistakes, you try to fix them in practice, but you can't do that in the game. You have to think about the next play. And that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, OK, so um, did you feel at least, um, you know, again, Elise mentioned that there was a lot of pressure that she felt because people had such high ex gold medal expectations for the team. Is that something that you guys even talked about or that you felt personally? Oh, yes. Um, I had an interview with the Greek channel and they had asked me the same question. And um, they were t it was such so much pressure winning a third gold medal. But that's the funny thing. As a team, we're a new team. We haven't won a gold. Some people have, but others haven't. And this is what Adam kept telling us. Uh, the other two teams won gold medals. This is a brand new team. You have never won a gold medal as this team right here. So he tried to, like, make us understand, and I understood that, but there's still a lot of pressure. Like, this team has won two gold medals. Now you're here with the expectation that you have to win a third one. 
So that was really stressful. And I agree with the Al. It was a lot. But when you're in the game at that moment, you we weren't like – you could see we weren't thinking about it. It was more of um, before the game mm. and then after the game, not during the game, which was the good part of um, of performing well. Um, she said that she had trouble sleeping. She said it was partially because of nerves. But I am curious about whether you lost sleep and if it was because of those cardboard beds or the extremely rock-hard um, mattresses that you guys had to fix. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Um, the first night we went there and we figured out the bedding was cardboard and then it was the our mattresses were made of plastic. And they kept saying that if you turn it uh, the other way, it's softer it's not softer. It's the same thing everywhere. Um, but yes, uh, we lost sleep from the mattress. Yes, but the stress. I I remember standing up at nights with Ashley Johnson, and we would just talk for the longest time. And just um, those are the great one of the greatest memories is just being with her. So yeah, I would say it was both. Um, what, what amongst all the goodies that you got was your favorite thing? Oh my gosh. Cause you got a lot. I can't, I honestly can't pick. You have two full suitcases of Ralph Lauren things and Nike stuff and everything is just different and cool. I love, okay. One of the things that I'm actually wearing right now are the Nike shoes and those are really cool. So I think I, if I had to choose, I would say these shoes because I've worn them so often in the past week and a half. So, yeah. Um, did they give you one of those? Uh, the mascot here, I got to read the name. It's Miraitoa, the mascot. Did you? Did they give you stuffed animals like that? Um, no, they did not. I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. At the flower ceremony, they had uh, they had put our mascot the their mascot on yeah. there and they around the flowers so that was when we got um the mascot only not at the not anything else i'm i'm asking it in my personal experience in 84 the sam the olympic eagle was the uh, mascot and oh man the athletes were nuts they all wanted those that was like high trading value for sam the olympic eagle so i was, I was curious about that um yeah. where's your gold medal it's uh, I always keep it with me, honestly. But on this in the car, I don't have it right now. But it's back in Orinda. And uh, what's what are your plans? Is it for display? Is it to put in a safe deposit box? What are you going to do with it? So I think I'm going to be going to Greece soon. So I'm going to bring it with me because a lot of people want to see it. I will be carrying it with me for a little while, and then I'm going to put it in a very safe place. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, you're heading off to Greece when? How and and are you heading to Greece because the season is beginning, or are you just going back? Um, because the season is beginning, I'm going in November, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be going with my teammate Ashley Johnson, right? And we're gonna be playing on the same team again, so that's gonna be fun. Who else? Didn't you say? Did you say somebody else was gonna be on Etnikos with you this coming year? Yes, it's gonna be the Hungarian Center Parks, and it's my twin sister is gonna go also. Mm. And childhood friends are going there also. So it's going to be a good team. We're excited. Um, so this is your first Olympic ma Games. Uh, Elise essentially announced that she's done, I think, with US, uh, USA water polo teams, at least. She, although she said she'd play Masters, which is her problem, not mine. But uh, <laughs> uh, what about you? What, what, uh, is it even too early to ask a question about what's next for you for the US national team? 
That's the thing. I don't know yet. Uh, I know it's not out completely. It's still there. I still have to choose between wanting to keep playing or start working, but it's a 50-50. I need more time to just think about it and relax and take the time that I need to make this decision. Well, I just, I'm curious about that. You said you might want to start working, which is fair enough, but uh, working wouldn't necessarily preclude you from competing or is it, are you thinking maybe that you would have a career that would actually prevent you from doing that? I would have a career prevent me from doing that because I want to go work at uh, BCG, a, a top consulting company, and it takes a lot of yes, work. Yes, it does. From... <laughs> yes. I don't yeah. wish that upon anybody. <laughs> That's I was a former <laughs> management consultant, so yes, I understand that. Um, but, however, Paris is re only three years away. It's a short exactly. turnaround. So th that is that on your mind? It is, especially since uh, my boyfriend, Tyler Abramson, is looking to compete in the Olympics also. Um, it would be pretty cool to be with him there. So I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Hopefully, I make the decision soon. Well, hopefully, for not for our sake, but hopefully for yours, I suppose. So, uh, Stephanie, <laughs> thank you once again for taking some time to chat with us. It's been really educational before and after the Olympics. That's Stephanie Haralabides, a gold medalist. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. That's it for today. We'll return soon with more of the Total Water Polo Podcast. But thank you for listening and telling a friend about us. And, of course, subscribe and do all that podcasty stuff on most of the biggest uh, distribution channels. Also, go to TotalWaterPolo.com forward slash give to help us remain advertising free. And while you're there, go check out our collection of Total Water Polo and TX Water Polo goodies by clicking gear at the top of the menu. Until next time, so long from Austin, Texas. This has been a production of TWP Sports LLC.